We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, coming to you today by this means, and we are delighted that you've joined us. And we hope you're having an absolutely wonderful day, and we hope this podcast will make it even better. Uh, If you have joined us uh, for the first time, we're glad. Continue to do so if it's an encouragement to you. That's obviously our desire. Uh, Get the word out. Let folks know. Our podcast is growing here. I've looked at some of the numbers. I don't know if I get completely detailed numbers, but uh, we're we're getting up there, and uh, I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I feel like some of the things that we say are helpful to people. And so that's, that's our desire. We're just trying to be an encouragement. I know there's a lot of things out there that can discourage people, but I don't want this podcast to be one of them. And I know we all get discouraged and we always, sometimes we get discouraged. We're lonely. Sometimes we even um, just struggle with things, but I hope this podcast will be a great blessing and a great encouragement to you. We're looking in John chapter 13 and we're just looking at this thought. How can people know? Um, that we are one of God's, that we're a disciple, that we're a follower of him, that we're a real Christian. You know, I said, how would we know that? We need to wear a T-shirt. We need to go around and tell everybody. And by the way, I do think we should tell people that we're a Christian. I think we ought to live like a Christian. I think we ought to witness to people. I think we ought to, you know, look, if you want to put it up on Facebook, that's great. We ought to use all of those things. But that's not what God says. If people really want to know whether we're a real disciple, it has to do with how we love. It's how we love. So notice, he said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, there's why it's a new commandment. Because he had told the disciples before, they knew that they were to love one another, and they knew they were to love other people. That's the whole reason the Lord was there. But this is a new commandment because God added something to it. He said, I want you to love as I have loved you. Now, that's love. That is a totally different, I mean, that's another planet. So he's trying to help them here. And so is he's trying to help them to understand that they ought to love as he loved, and we ought to want to love as he loved. And the Bible says that by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. So if we, we sometimes want people to know we're a Christian, and we just want to go out and tell everybody we want to act holier than now. We want to be righteous, self-righteous. No, that's not what God says. He says, if you want people to know that you're a follower of me, then you're to love one another as I have loved you. That's powerful. And so we talked about that on the first episode. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. I talked to you about selfless love. And then we talked about this selfless love has to come from humility. It it comes from humility. And then I also explained that we have to understand who we are and accept who we are so we can love someone else. The Lord knew who he was. He, He knew that he had a job to do. And in those 33 and a half years, he knew that he was going to go back into heaven making intercession for us, the Bible says. But if I know I have something and I'm, I'm of God and I'm worthy, I'm, I'm worth something to God, I, I'm a child of God, then look, I know who I am. I can't lose that. So I'm not at risk by loving somebody else. Many times we're afraid of loving somebody because we're afraid of something we'll lose. It's like a risk. We're not going to get loved back. Well, you know what? True love doesn't even care if you get loved back. God loves people, and they don't love him back. So get this. Real humility is not thinking lowly of yourself, but real humility is understanding what you are in Christ, and therefore you're free to serve and to love others. 
Because that love is really not of you anyway. God has given you that love. So Ephesians 1, 6 says this, he hath made us accepted in the beloved. So who is the beloved? The Lord Jesus. I'm accepted in him. If you know that Jesus Christ is your Savior, you're accepted in him. You don't have to do anything to prove yourself. When you trust Christ as your Savior, he accepts you as his son. God has accepted you, not because of anything good in you or anything good in me. He's accepted you because of his grace. We're made acceptable in the beloved. God doesn't look... God doesn't love us because we're valuable. We're valuable because he loves us. Get a hold of that. That's powerful. This is powerful. We're not valuable because, because God doesn't love us because we're valuable. We're valuable because he makes us valuable. So God accepts me. You know what that is? That's grace. I accept that he accepts me. You know what that is? That's faith. I accept that by faith. I know he accepts me. I Look. I accept me. That's peace. I accept you. That's love. You accept me. That's fellowship. See, I know I've been saved. I know I've been redeemed. I can finally accept myself. That doesn't mean that I accept my faults, and that does not mean that I accept my failures. But I know beyond that, beneath that, through that, over that, and all around that is the grace of God. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. Now, when I accept me, I am free to accept you. Until I am no longer threatened, I can't really accept you. You know what I want to do? I want to use you. I want to abuse you. I want to misuse you. I want to categorize you. I want to manipulate you. I want to merchandise you. You know why people do that? I'll be honest with you, because they're not sure of themselves. So, look, it's always important that we admit where we are. Do you know who the people that I'm free to love? Do you know the people who are not free to love? Let me, let me say it that way. Do you know the people who are not free to love? They don't know who they are in the Lord. They have not discovered the riches that they have in Jesus Christ. Friend, when you understand who you are in Christ Jesus, then you've got love to give. Now, if you've not heard anything else I've said, when you understand who you are in Christ Jesus, then you've got love to give. Out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he gives and gives and gives again. That's why Christian people ought to be people that know how to love when no one else knows how to do it. Because we understand that we have God's love and we ought to be giving it. Real love is selfless love. There is nothing so empty as a self-centered life. Those are the real sad cases. The people that only think about themselves, they only love themselves, they only talk about themselves, they're the loneliest people on the planet. It's, it's pitiful. There's nothing more empty than people that are only thinking about themselves because no one can stand to be around them. But look, real love is selfless love. So how can we tell if we're a disciple? How can we tell if we're a real follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? T-shirt? Hey, I'm for T-shirts. <laughs> but look, I'm for people wearing T-shirts. I think you ought to let people know. If you're a Christian, put it on your T-shirt. Put it on Facebook. But God says, here's how people will know if you are a follower of me. How about you love people that are not lovable like God would love them?
That's what God says, how people can know that you're one of his. So it's selfless love. Number two, steadfast love. Now, verse one, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world, that is, in just a bit, here's what he said. He's going to be crucified. He's going to be taken by the hands of men that he created, that he loves. He's going to allow, he's going to submit himself to those men. They're going to take him and brutally take his life. I mean, here, most of us would have been saying, I don't have time to be washing anybody's feet. I can tell you this much. I'm getting ready to be crucified. This is what I would say to my disciples. I said, look, boys, I'm getting ready to be crucified. I've got to be thinking about myself here. I'm going to need a little bit of time for myself here. I just need a little while. I'm going to have to, I'm going to be nailed to the cross. He didn't do that. The Bible says, Jesus knowing. John 13, 3, Jesus knowing. I mean, knowing that dark Gethsemane, bitter Calvary, the shame, the rejection, the humiliation the pain, the suffering, he's still loving his disciples through the midst of all this. Here's why I say this. Real love is steadfast. Oh, I know it's easy to love everybody when everything is lovely. When they love us, it's easy to love them back. But do you know who Jesus was loving? Jesus was loving Judas. You say, Pastor, I know who Judas was. Yeah, but do you really understand what Judas just did? Judas had just spent three and a half years with Jesus Christ, seen and heard things that I would have loved to have seen and heard in person, seen the very heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, but yet this man Judas, the Bible says Satan had entered into the heart of Judas, and yet Jesus washed his feet. Thank God he practiced what he preached. And see, these disciples, they were arguing with one another. You read it. They were sitting there. They were arguing. Who's going to be the best in the kingdom? I mean, people aggravate me, and people aggravate you. And sometimes we think, well, people aggravate us so much, we're not going to love them. Not Jesus. His disciples are sitting there. The Lord's getting ready to go be crucified, pay for their sins, and they're sitting there bickering on who's going to be the greatest among them. They're sticking their chest out like who's better. And while they're arguing about who's going to be the greatest, Jesus is washing their feet. Now, they didn't deserve it, and Jesus had other things to think about, but he kept on loving. Here's my point. If we're going to love as he loved, our love will be steadfast. Do you really fall out of love? Do you have that kind of love? Do you have love that does not change because of circumstances? Think about it. I ask myself this as I prepare to give this podcast. You see, so many times we excuse ourselves, don't we? He's never going to stop loving me. This love doesn't dim because someone fails. Get a hold of it. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God help us to love like this.
God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.